0: It started to just feel like more of a box that we were putting women in particular in, that we were just saying, here's this other thing you gotta do and you gotta be and you gotta have in order for you to go out and create the life that you really wanna have. And I'm just calling bullshit. Wait, 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 wait. Let me catch you up. Hey, friend, I have a quick question for you How are you being brave with your life today? that is the question my friend welcome to iterate with Ashley this one's for the leaders for the rebels the trailblazers the ones who aren't afraid to get a little dangerous because you're badassery it's required no one told you that to push teams companies and humanity forward To claim your version of the dream life and to make epic comebacks after every how the hell did I get here moment, you'd have to summon your inner badass. We're gonna talk about falling, rising, and winning it all and help you answer the question what do I do next? So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. I'm your host. Ashley Morgan. Let's go to the show. Happy, happy day, my friend. I I can't believe it. I can't believe that we have officially, officially hit 30 podcasts in 30 days. Here we fucking are. And I'm going to say that I just feel pretty damn proud of the fact that every day for the past 30, I have shown up for you guys in this way and expressed what was on my heart to share, expressed what God gave me to share opened myself up and just allowed myself to be a vessel so that all of my lived experiences, the wisdom gained, the lessons learned, the mistakes, the failures, all the things can be a blueprint. I consider myself on this journey with you, both map maker and traveler, because I 100% go back and listen to my own podcasts uh, for inspiration, for motivation, for ideas and just you know I'm I'm constantly just amazed at what we're creating here. So, want to extend a big huge thank you. We have doubled the size of the podcast in 30 days, which is pretty freaking amazing. And that's, you know, audience size and number of downloads. And so I'm I'm totally stoked about that. I have a goal to make my podcast, make this podcast a top 5% podcast before the end of 2023. It's kind of an aggressive goal, uh but it's totally doable. That is just 800 or more downloads a week. And so it feels like, ooh, that's a stretchy stretch and also a really super exciting goal and something I feel like is it's doable. So, that's what we're working towards. So, I appreciate you helping us get there. Clearly you're enjoying the content. Clearly you're sharing it. Clearly it's being discovered in some way. And so I I have a lot of gratitude and a lot of appreciation for you being here with me on this journey. So let's go. Today is my dad's birthday and uh, he passed away six years ago. Um, actually six years ago, September 4th. So this can be kind of a tricky week for me and the fam. And it, it's one of those time frames where you just like, okay, we kind of know that emotions are going to do their thing. They're going to ebb and they're going to flow. And so I share that with you because when you know that certain days of the year, times of the year, moments can be just a little tricky for yourself emotionally, I, I just encourage you to give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of space. Uh, I, I obviously talk a lot about, you know, getting yourself to take action and getting yourself to move and metabolizing uncomfortable emotions and building, you know, like mental resilience so that you can take action. And also it feels so important for me to just reinforce, You cannot hack your humanity. Like, you're still just going to be a freaking human who has human emotions. And so, it's not about you becoming desensitized and it's not about you becoming, you know, some sort of robot or something like that. It, It doesn't have real feels. And also, it's about knowing how to shift and how to give yourself what you need and how to allow the experience without judgment. And what I mean by that is I was wildly unproductive for like the top half of my day. And even throughout the day, you know, it was just kind of blah, kind of not as motivated as I generally am and had a hard time accessing just the normal you know, I have I, I I share with you the things that I do, the kind of tricks and whatnot that I use to get myself to move. And I did what I knew to do. You know, I did what I knew to do in terms of mindset work and tapping and neuroscience back techniques to kind of neutralized tricky emotions in the moment and like move myself through. And also I got up this morning and I baked. You guys know that I don't love to cook, but occasionally the the bug to bake something strikes. I think I've had like six little mini muffins uh, that are their cinnamon crunch blondes. I modify the recipe just slightly. Oh my God, they're insane. They're so delicious. So good. I made some of those this morning for me and my mom. And yeah, I think I've had five or six today, easily. (laughs) Yes, giving myself just a lot of grace and a lot of compassion, because again, you are a human with a real human experience and it's not about denying your humanity and not giving yourself space and not allowing yourself to have the moments that you need to have. And also it's recognizing where you still have power. So I did, I still showed up for my business today and engaged with just the work that was necessary to get done. And so I hope that perspective is useful for you. And again, thank you for being on this sprint with me. I don't know if we will continue on with the daily podcast for a little bit here. We will see. I got my personal best time Of like recording a 20 minute episode, a light edit, show notes, and then a pub, you know, going through the process of publishing it down to 59 minutes exactly a couple of days ago. And so I was like, man, if I could do this in an hour basically every day, why wouldn't I? Because I, one of the biggest takeaways that I've had from this journey is just that podcasting is generative and i encourage you to look at your life and your work and be thinking about areas of what you do that are life-giving. So like I could come to the stage to the setting where i record podcasts and i could feel like man i'm kind of rolling on empty a little bit like i don't have as much juice in my tank. And it's almost like I have pulled up to a gas station, and I'm refilling my tank. I hit record, and I go to start talking, and I go to start sharing, and I go to start teaching, and I go to just open up my head and my heart and my mind for you. And in the process of that, I'm recharging my batteries. I get energized. I get filled up. I get replenished and I think that is the like number one sign of purpose work (laughs) is when you do the work you know there's effort involved obviously it takes time to record a podcast, to write up show notes, to edit. Like I've had to learn new software on how to edit a podcast and, you know, cut out certain pieces and parts and mumbled words and, you know, heavy breathing and, you know, sucking the air from your teeth and all sorts of things, right? That I'm I'm figuring out how to read like sound graphs and how to add music and how to add, just make, make all sorts of adjustments and things, right? I've had to teach myself how to do all this stuff. I've had the right show notes, thousands and thousands and thousands of words of show notes, and you know, figure out how to do it all in a way that's systematized and in a way that is consistent so that you, as a part of this community that we're building, knows what you can expect. So I've had to put in effort. It's not like it has been no work. And also, it's been such ease. It's been such flow. We, As we've talked about, I really quickly figured out, all right, if I give myself three or four times to start and stop and start and stop, then I'm going to use it. But if we just establish a standard that says, nope, we hit record one time and that's it. We go for it. And whatever comes through is what comes through. So quickly, podcasts got clear, more focused. And that one time through, that one time of recording was all that was needed to get the message out. And so it was like, man, every day, like you're seeing this active process of iteration, right? So the podcast is called Iterate with Ashley, which we know is the cyclical process of building on what was before and testing and tweaking and experimenting and allowing what you're doing to be put out into the world, evaluated in real time, and then improved upon. So you've been watching this very, very real active process. And so I've learned so much from the whole journey, but again, there is work involved and also the work fuels me. The work lights me up. The work totally and completely leaves me feeling like I got more from doing it rather than less. And so even when it's like, oh God, I'm kind of tired. I don't know if I want to do this right now. As soon as I sit down to engage in the work, my energy goes up. So that's one filter. That's one lens I would encourage you to look at your life's work through, whether that's your career or your business or whatever. It's how much of this work is life-giving, generative, nourishing, nurturing me versus depleting me. So today's not focused on burnout and the burnout conversation. And also, I have found in my own personal experience that what leads to or has led me personally to states of burnout is when I was pushing out work, producing high volumes of work that were not nourishing me and nurturing me and pouring back into me. I was giving out, giving out, giving out, and not getting back in return what was helpful and useful in my own like replenishment. So I don't know who needed to hear that. But as we know, as we have learned, (laughs) when the riffy riffs start, they are always intended for a specific human on the other side. So whoever that was for, look at your work, look at your life, how much of it is filled with nurturing, nourishing, regenerative, you know, Things that are filling you up, pouring into you. Go back to that analogy of how many times a day, a week, a month are you pulling into the gas station, refilling your cup as you're giving out? Because I know if you are in my world, you are a leader, you're a subject matter expert. You are out in the world doing incredible things, worthwhile things, significant things, and you're pouring out massively, which means that you're at a high risk of burnout. And so, got to be doing enough of the good stuff in order to have something to give out and not be running and operating on fumes. And that is not at all, actually, what I intended to come and talk with you about today. So that's funny. And uh, of course, extended invitation to you to join me in the anti-confidence clinic. And I was thinking today, you know, the, the mind is so fun and kind of hilarious. And the way that it it just operates, like it just, it's so driven, to protect you and to keep you safe. And so the way that I view mind is as I, I view it as a computer, it's a processor, it's a control center. And the job of mind is to get you basically to stay alive. And then as long as you're staying alive, then it has like sl- like a secondary interest and you're thriving. But it's not, it's not a high priority item. I was thinking today about this program the anti-confidence clinic and wondering and and i started to do that thing you know my mind started to do that thing of like whether or not the Is clear and whether or not people really get what the program is about, and like what else I could be saying, what what else I could could be doing to illustrate the transformation that occurs when you go from, you know, overthinking, ruminating, procrastinating, emotionally avoiding tasks caught up in your mind, and then you shift into just what's the action that I can take now? What's the thing that I can do today? I was thinking about like, how do we go deeper into what that transformation really is? Really looks like. And the mind, of course, did what it sometimes does. And it was interesting because it was bringing up all of these, you know, not super helpful thoughts. And so I share that with you because I think it's really helpful to just know that, again, I'm a human like you're a human. And so there is no world in which all of your kind of concerns or all worries or all insecurities or all doubts are completely and fully eradicated. There's no amount of mindset work that you can do that makes you fully and completely immune to those things. Always the work is how can you metabolize them quicker? How can you build up stronger immunity to those things? And so I shared That with you because again, want you to know I'm human just like you're human. That said, uh, having tools and having skills and having new perspectives is something that helps you shift and shift really quickly back into a state of power, back into a state of certainty. As I thought about the anti confidence clinic today, there was this analogy that came to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like, why did I, why, why did, why did I shift? Like what occurred? What happened? And it made me think of this. So the other day, my sister, she shared a picture in the, our sister group chat and she critiqued herself with the picture and I replied back you know I never would have noticed that if you hadn't said anything and she said oh my god I noticed it right away and then after she pointed it out I couldn't stop noticing it and and I would imagine you've had that experience where you're looking at perhaps it's a picture or you're watching a movie or you're watching a show or you're you know out in the world observing something and someone points out a specific detail that you had not noticed and then now that detail is just it's in your face and you can't avoid the detail well that's kind of what happened here with the whole confidence thing I was going back through all of the reasons clients have reached out to work with me over the past three years and I started to see this very common theme Nearly all of them, somewhere between like 85 to 95% of them, said that they wanted more confidence. And I was like, okay, more confidence for what? And always it was more confidence for things like, professional development, like, you know, getting a promotion, stepping into leadership, taking their leadership career to the next level, asking for more money, you know, negotiating a higher pay raise, setting work-life boundaries between life and work, leaving shitty relationships, making kind of, quote-unquote, big moves in their life, like leaving the city that they live in, going to remote work and traveling internationally I had a client who was initially debating should I move from New York to Tulsa and then she ended up (laughs) going she ended up going on like a six-month international travel situation which was something she had always wanted to do and hadn't really felt like I could I could actually do it she she man she accomplished really amazing things during our time together so the thing is though Nearly everyone said, I want more confidence. And it started to really bug me because I was just thinking, good Lord, none of these things actually require this fleeting, temperamental, flimsy feeling. Feelings are so inconsistent. One day you're happy, and one day you're sad, and one day you feel amazing, and one day you don't. And this whole idea that we could somehow erect confidence as this one feeling that is quote unquote unshakable and i i say quote unquote kind of tongue in cheek because i have used the words unshakable confidence before you could go back to my instagram profile and if you looked back far enough you would see some variation of that. And I see now, oh, that's problematic. Because a feeling is by its very nature a wave of emotion, which means that it moves, kind of like waves move against the ocean. It goes back and it goes and and forth. It ebbs and it flows. And it's not (laughs) unshakable. Feelings shake all the time. I've already articulated that today. (laughs) We. Yes, we've already articulated that today. We've already demonstrated it. We've shown it. It's been an up and down day for me today. We've had some highs, we've had some lows. That is just what happens with grief. Confidence is a feeling. It's not a fact. And so if we're relying on this feeling and striving towards this feeling, then we are constantly in a hustle. We're constantly in this like mental on on this mental hamster wheel trying to get ourselves to maintain this feeling under the idea that if we maintain this feeling, we can go take action and do the things we want to do, do the things we feel called to do, whether that's, you know, the money, the job, the partner, the travel, the podcast whatever it is. And I started to get super annoyed because I was like the fact of the matter is is like you don't actually need the feeling. And I'm sure that's not a revolutionary concept for some of you. You've probably heard do it scared, do it afraid, blah blah blah. And I'm not actually saying do it scared and do it afraid. I mean, uh, perhaps a little, but I think what's more important is realizing that you can coach your brain. You can coach your unconscious. You can give your brain marching orders in a way that it it understands that neutralizes a lot of that fear. And you can reprogram and repattern and rewire yourself to operate differently. And that's actually what I'm encouraging you to do. Because when you think about perhaps a baby who's learning how to walk, they don't think, okay, I really got to be confident. I really got to feel confident to take that first step No, they just keep trying and falling and trying and falling and trying and falling until they figure it out. And then even once they have figured it out, it's like, okay, the the limitation, the healthy fear is conditioned into them. Otherwise, you know, they try to like, follow parents down the stairs i use that example very specifically because as a baby in my walker i don't know how old i was exactly i walked early i tried to follow my dad down the stairs and he didn't shut the door all the way and so i tried to go down after him definitely ended up like at the bottom of like 12 stairs not not great <laughs> so babies they don't have like a healthy fear it's conditioned into them and and so it was just like this idea that we how do we get back to just that yeah we got to keep a little bit of like healthy fear our our nervous system is generally going to do that anyway when it when it senses some sort of perceived threat that's going to occur and also what if taking action could just be automatic. And I started to think about all the times in my life where I have made massive amounts of progress. It was always attached to just taking the action I knew that I could take regardless of a feeling of confidence. And guess what was always on the other side of the action that I took? That feeling of confidence that I had been seeking. So as soon as I changed the target to just, what's the action I can take today, right now, in this moment? Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it, and I kept hitting targets again and again and again, lining them up, knocking it down, lining them up, knocking it down, lining it up, knocking it down, just like you know you might in a bowling alley line up the pins, knock down the pins. You do that enough times, you figure out how to get a strike, you start to feel confident in your ability to bowl. Same goes in your life. If you realize you have the power to take an action and you keep taking the action and hitting the targets you set in your life, eventually it's going to start feeling like, oh yeah, it's it's I can expect that I'm gonna keep hitting these targets. And that's the feeling of confidence that we are all craving. And so anyway, I started to make all these observations and kind of going back to that story with my sister where, where things are pointed out to you and you just, now you can't unsee them. So it was almost like a a flip switched in my brain. It was like, crap, all this time we've been telling people, myself included, that you need confidence. When in reality, you don't need it at all. Like (laughs) (laughs) we're told that we should want it. We're told, by the lipstick, you'll feel more confident. Buy the dress, you'll feel more confident. Buy the car, you'll feel more confident. You know, do the things, you'll feel more confident. Make more money, you'll feel more confident. Like, do all these things, and you'll feel more confident. And it started to just feel like more Of a box that we were putting women in particular in, that we were just saying, here's this other thing you gotta do and you gotta be and you gotta have in order for you to go out and create the life that you really wanna have. And I'm just calling bullshit. (laughs) I'm calling bullshit on it. I've got a friend, Rebecca, who I worked with, gosh. Back in like 2008, 2009, and all the way up through two companies, all the way up through like, I don't know, 2012-ish. And she's from the East Coast. And one of the things that I really enjoy about Rebecca is she says, I call bullshit on that. And I'm just like, yes, oh God, yes, please call bullshit on it. And I'm calling bullshit on this idea that we need unshakable confidence. It's a completely unrealistic construct. And it is a distraction, in my opinion. Because if we are chasing this feeling and trying to get ourselves into this feeling, then we are not actually focusing our energy on just quite simply taking the action we can take to hit the worthwhile, significant, impactful goals and intentions that we have in our life. So that is why I feel like you should be joining me in the Anti-Confidence Clinic. Goal of that program is to untangle this whole idea around needing to feel any specific emotional way in order for you to take action on the things that you need. In fact, I'm going to offer, invite you to consider a world where you spend a lot more time in neutral so that the highs are not so high and the lows are not so low and you're just a lot more even keel. I love that I'm, I'm pretty neutral about a lot of things that has served me extraordinarily well particularly as a leader in corporate when shit hits the fan and you are in crisis if you can be the level-headed one the the, the column in the midst of the storm you are better equipped to make quality decisions and so it is with your life when shit is hitting the fan And you have the ability to maintain some perspective and be kind of a neutral regulating resource for the people around you and also engage with the crisis from a place of power. You are, you're setting yourself up to handle it all better. So yes, those are the kinds of things that we're going to cover in the Anti-Confidence Clinic. I'm going to take you through how to get unstuck, right? Because whether it's overthinking, overwhelm, procrastination, fear of what other people think, fear of, you know, other people's opinions, fear of disappointment, all of the things, those are generally the, the areas that keep you stuck, that keep you from not moving forward, even if you've had a lot of prior success and you're ready to do something else, to do something new. So that's where we're going to, that's where we're going to take the conversation. I'm going to give you a different, kind of frame for making decisions and making calls and you are going to leave being able to take action that feels easy like your morning cup of coffee because again like using this 30 day podcast sprint as evidence it's habit now to just sit down, open the recording app, I say a prayer, I set an intention for the episode, I hit record and we roll. And it is so easy. It feels like breathing. You know, it's not a lot of ups and downs and hymns and haws and negotiation and and so yes, there was some effort and yes, there was some work involved and also, I've gotten to the point now in 30 days where I have wired myself I've wired my brain to not overthink the concepts, not overthink what's being shared. Nothing is overly scripted. These are just my thoughts on the world and sharing with you what I'm learning, sharing with you how my perspective is changing, sharing with you my life and lived experiences, sharing with you things that are occurring for clients and what's going on for them and how they're benefiting from the information or what we're learning collectively together. Like, that's it. (laughs) And there's no drama. There's no drama. There's no overthinking. There's no negotiating. It's just... We got to record a podcast today. I don't know what it's going to be about yet, but I do know that the muse, when I, when I sit down to hit record, something drops in, something comes through, and it does every single time. So I, I want that for you. I and, and to me, power is that. Like if you were to go into the dictionary and look up the definition of power, power is simple. It's the ability to act. And if we understand our emotions as The tool that unconscious mind, our computer uses to cause us to act, then we can start to see that when we are in our power, we just simply have the ability to act. So, how do we bypass all of this crud and all of this like gunk around? establishing a certain feeling and just get yourself to be able to do the thing that you want to do on repeat every day consistently. That's the only way I was able to do 30 podcasts in 30 days because initially I started and it meant getting up earlier, staying up later. It meant a three-hour commitment in my day, which is what it started out as initially because it took longer. Well, now I do it easier and I do it faster and it's less work than how it used to be. And so I want taking action to be that way for you because what I know is this, the world thrives when women thrive. The world thrives when women thrive. And so when you go out into the world and you're putting your energy and your effort and your focus on building, on doing something worthwhile, on making impact in your personal world, in your families, in your communities, in the jobs you work, in the businesses you run, when you're doing those things, the world can't help but become a better place. And so as long as you are distracted by this whole idea that if you could just build a little bit more confidence, you could go out in the world and do all of those things, your energy is split. You're not as powerful. You're not as potent. And the fact of the matter is, is it's a lie that you were ever not whole, that you were ever missing something or lacking something or not quite enough. You were born fully and completely capable, fully and completely worthy. And any skill that you don't have or any information that you don't have is just something to be gained, not because you're somehow less than, but just because like it wasn't a part of the factory settings, like factory settings are, you have power to create. And there are things you can do today, right now that are automatic, that move your life and move the world forward. And the, in the places where it's a no, it's like, well, I can't do that quite yet. Then that just means you got some information to gather, some resources to gather, or a skill to build. All of those things you can do. And the beauty of that is, is you don't even have to gain every skill. You don't have to gain every piece of knowledge. You don't have to know it all. You just have to know what pertains to you and your assignment and you and your purpose work. So I believe that I'm complete. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this podcast so that I can make the notes for it because I I basically don't even know why I don't I don't know remember exactly what we talked about today friends. I can tell you this, it is still there's still time to take advantage of the promotional offer for $200 off the enrollment of the Anti-Confidence Clinic, you can do that at the link in my show notes. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I'm going to be a generous and extend the promotion through tomorrow, August 31st. So that's going to give you some time to hop in there. If you've been on the fence, get your tushy off, get the splinters out of your ass and go take advantage of the program. Get in there with me. My intention is to make this the last program resource tool on confidence that you could ever possibly want to have in your world. And I'm going to be honest, it's not really a program actually about confidence at all. It's really just about you and your power to create and you and your power to do. And I believe that you have enough right now. It's only about gaining the skills and gaining the information to communicate with your unconscious mind, which directs 95% of the decisions that you make so that you can get yourself to do what you want to do on autopilot. Take the action you want to take consistently, repeatedly, predictably so that you can go out and have the impact that you really desire to create. So I appreciate you again, being here with me. For the last 30 days. It's been wild to see the podcast double in size in a, a month. And I'm super excited about where we are going. If you're enjoying these conversations, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend. And I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It was amazing to spend this time with you. I expect that you got what you needed and that you found something I shared today both enjoyable and useful. If you find yourself with any questions for me, feel free to drop down into the show notes, click on the link for my Instagram and send me a DM. And if you'd like to work together, feel free to do the same. I would love to share more details on how I can support you as you increase your power, your confidence, and your resilience and turn the dial down on fear, imposter syndrome, and self-doubt. If you would like to support the podcast, subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with a friend, or better yet, screenshot, share to your stories and tag me in it so I can shout you out publicly. I appreciate all of your help and your support growing this conversation and growing this community. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode.